Hi, my name is Cinda Williams, and I am so excited to tell you about the Tylerman Film Festival. Over the last four years, Chicago-based independent filmmaker Andrew Tyler has created a film festival featuring short films and features from all across the country and around the world. The Tylerman International Film Festival kicks off its fourth year this weekend with compelling social commentary films, live choir performances, and an introduction to new voices from an independent director's chair. Join me as I chat with Andrew about his inspiration behind creating the festival and his heroes in the filmmaking industry. Welcome to the director's chair, festival style. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by the Riddles Clean Comedy Virtual Show. Find out more on our website, linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. yourself onto someone so vicious like the white blue-eyed devil bull connor they'll go to the extreme in this section alone that four cells full of us they even locked up leon he's blind hey everyone welcome to another edition of interludes i'm your host Val The Voice Johnson, myself. Well, we are always excited when we're able to talk to filmmakers. And how about a filmmaker that has a platform for other filmmakers? I mean, this is amazing. This is the 2022 Tylerman Film Festival, and it is locally just 30 miles west of Chicago. Here is the founder and the festival chair. Let me introduce you to filmmaker and realtor and a bunch of other things that he does, <laughs> Andrew Tyler. Welcome. Thank you for having me on, Ms. Val. I appreciate you. And, and thank you for your platform. I um I got to do one correction, though. We're internet, Tyler Man International Film Festival. We uh I get in, uh, I got in 63 films this year. And uh, many of them um, were from Germany, France. Believe it or not, I get a lot of uh, stuff from Iran. Uh, which is which is interesting um they have whistleblowers that will send me films and talk about what's going on overseas At, wait before you jump all into it here's the question when did you start a film festival for independent filmmakers what inspired this talk about that first i'm going into my fourth year now um i graduated uh tribeca flashpoint college and uh i went back to school as an adult which is a whole nother issue that we got to talk about because you know, me being in my 40s, going to school with some 18-year-olds, it's a whole nother wow. thing to see. Um, yeah. Uh, but I I, uh, I went back to school in 2017. I earned an associate's at uh, Tribeca Flashpoint College. And eventually, um, when I graduated, they kept telling me, well, you got to start over and work uh, as a PA or you got to go be a puppet for somebody and go get people's coffee. And I said, well, I'm too old for that. I said, we, we don't go and fetch. So we... <laughs> So in my mind, um, and this is a true stat, 
uh, while we see black people on television, less than 1% of the entire Hollywood, Hollywood now, less than 1% of Hollywood is African-American. Half of that is behind the scenes. Uh, and, 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 uh, and I'm talking about like maybe a 0.05% uh, is less than that when it comes to producers, writers, directors, editors, the people that rake, make the real money. Uh, mm -hmm. The people that are on screen, they might get a day rate of $200 a day because a SAG after says, hey, you can have it. So when I when I heard all this, I was like, you know, I'm not going to play by their rules. Um, I'm going to start my own company, build my own company. And in 2018, I was founded in June, June 20th. Um, later that year, uh, I was told uh, by Cantini Park that they would allow me to do my film festival out there. So in 2019, I had my first film festival. Uh, believe it or not, I'm, uh, uh, my co-founder was against it. My wife, she was like, no, Negro, you can't have no, you ah. just fresh out of school, what you mean? And I said, and I, I tease her about this um, because really it was a leap of faith. And uh, she was like, look, we got bills. We got, we got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. And you on this midlife crisis thing. And I said, it's not a midlife crisis. I said, we can really do something good for people. And um, in my spirit, uh, I always believed that a person should be able to tell their story and not just tell it, but tell right. their story now. Um, right. We just lost Bill Russell. And I don't mean to make this a timepiece, but we, we lost Bill Russell, uh, mm -hmm. NBA legend and great. Did he get to tell his story? Sure, he was on a bunch of documentaries, but I've never saw a Bill Russell movie. So mm -hmm. while he was alive, same thing with Ray Charles. There's nothing wrong with the same thing with Aretha Franklin. Why do you have to die in order to make a movie? Make the movie now. Do it now. Mm -hmm. And um, and I believe that that's part of my um, mission to tell people's stories right now while they're alive and while they're functioning and we can give them their flowers and celebrate them. So in my mind, I felt that this was a platform for independent filmmakers and it would allow them to uh, tell their stories now. Again, as part of my mission statement. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, create a genre uh, not just for um, black folk, but social awareness. I, uh, if you if you if you've seen the movie Hollywood Shuffle, and that oh was God. done by Robert Robert, Robert Townsend. Townsend. If you if you have a filmmaker that has inspired you, who would who would those filmmakers be? You know what? I, uh, it's funny you mentioned Robert Townsend. Um, at my very first film festival, I brought in uh, Mr. Hawthorne James. He played Big Red in the Five Heartbeats. Ah. And I, um, in the very first film festival I had, I showed Making the Five Heartbeats. And it was it was uh, nominated for an NAACP award, which came in second to uh, Sandra Bland's movie, uh, Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland. Which I, And I had mm -hmm. both of those movies in my first film festival. I brought mm -hmm. out uh, Sandra's sister. I brought out Cannon Lambert, which was the attorney mm -hmm. for the family. And um, I also brought in Hawthorne James, and I tried wow. to get I tried to get uh, Robert Townsend, but I, I couldn't get. It. But he, uh, the Five Heartbeats, by far, is is a uh, uh, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie. It's up there with. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, I'm a Bruce Lee fan. I, okay. like, I like. No, that's okay. <laughs> when I was little, when I was little, my daddy used to have us watching a. Uh, uh, Son of Spinguli on Saturdays and and uh, all kind of karate movies early in the morning. I fell in love with all of the Bruce Lee movies, uh, 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 but but for the most part, I, I think Robert Townsend, uh, Spike Lee. Mm -hmm. um, believe it or not, believe this or not, uh, and this is gonna sound bad. Um, 
but uh the movie ghost the movie ghost okay <laughs> you remember the that's, the, that's the one with patrick swayze and whoopi goldberg won an oscar for that's her right role that's in that. right okay ghost um ghost probably captured me emotionally for, for you know, believe it or not why why i um i found it interesting that a dead man would, would try to come back and avenge his death and save his girl and and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> for some reason uh uh i always cry at the end of that movie that's <laughs> the weirdest it's the weirdest no. thing Andrew, I I will admit, I do the same thing, and it's something about the song and the and the and the and the little spirits that show up, and the difference between the little black shadows, kind of representing yes. darkness, and then the you know the white, and they had some music that would play, and okay. I I was I was drawn to that as well. You you know, filmmaking, it is in the eyes of the beholder. And to create an entire festival, a platform for where internationally voices from all over the world have submitted submitted films to you. What's kind of the requirement that you have for filmmakers submitting films to you? You know what I um, I normally will request that there be no, uh, you know, you got your copyrights and, and stuff like that, patents. Right. Um, I've had people make movies on the whim. I have. A- <laughs> I have a one minute movie in my film festival this year. One minute. It's okay. called it's called Entrino. In, in Trento, excuse me. Uh it's a one minute film. And it's a young voice of a child um whose whose parent went off to war and ended up getting killed. And in the movie it shows a tank. And that's all it really shows. It shows a tank. Um the the film was a very interesting dynamic to me because it was from the perspective of a child's voice uh, and heroism, patriotism, right? So you got mm-hmm. this child talking about my my daddy died for this, and look at what he did. And tank rolls, and and you hear the sounds and the booms, and then you hear the dad get killed, and the child is like, "Yeah, he gave his life." And I was like, "This is the weirdest." It was not only weird; it was emotional, right. and and it made me think about all the people that we've lost. Uh, not necessarily for no reason, but in the name of freedom, if you will. Right. And here's this baby just talking. So this baby made a film. Somebody recorded this baby and turned it into a one-minute film. And it go and it goes off with them honoring their parent. And I thought, right. wow, what an amazing. So I give opportunity to the haves, the have-nots, the mm-hmm. people that sing in Swing Low Sweet Chariot, Rich Folk. I had an inventor uh, on my, on my. this is no lie, I have an inventor that invented a light for black people. This is a white man that invented a light. And I bought the light. Uh, if you come to my film festival, you'll see it. Um, <laughs> I'll see it. He, he got into an argument with the with the uh, director because director and the cinematographer, he was the cinematographer. Right. And the director kept caking on this white makeup on black people. And it would right. show up horrible in the film. Right. He went, he was a scientist. He went and invented a light for black people. It's called the Anthem One. We don't need no makeup under his light. 
He has these violet rays that come natural from the sun because we have melanin and beautiful skin and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And he went mm -hmm. back to Africa, learned about black folk and made us a light. So, <laughs> so I have lights that you can use that don't have to. And those are the types of people that show up in my film festival. I won't call it very unique. This is creative, though, because this yeah. is someone that really cared about his art to the point where he studied and created a light. Yes. For black people. Like, if you don't care about filmmaking, if you don't care about the craft of cinematography and telling a story, that passion is not going to come through. So I will, I'm going to love to see this light. When, are, when can people come to this film festival? And if you have a trailer... Could you show it? Yeah, I'm gonna show the trailer. You can you can join me August 5th through the 7th. And and August 5th, then we're in two places because people got this wrong last year. <laughs> Friday, we're going to be at Studio Movie Grill in Wheaton, Illinois, 301 Rice Lake Square in mm -hmm. Wheaton at 60189. Uh if you're on Sarmac, you could drive it from downtown all the way to 22nd Street and you'll run into it in Wheaton, <laughs> Illinois. I mean that. Uh, let me tell you, I have I have two civil rights icons and leaders coming out. Uh, for those of you that know, you have the big three when it comes to us having voters rights. You have Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Abernathy, and uh, you have Fred Shuttlesworth. Fred okay. Shuttlesworth recently passed away in his 90s. His daughter will be attending the event. Aww. And believe it or not, this film is the first time that Fred Shuttlesworth has been featured in a film, a short film. Mm. The very first time, he's been in documentaries all over the place, but this is the first time that he's been in a film. She's endorsed the movie and she's going to bring out family members, friends and loved ones. And then I also have Miss Mamie King Chalmers. Mamie is in an iconic photo where she was one of the young ladies and there's two young men behind her and they're being water hose. Uh, and she's gonna come out and speak to the young people as well. I'll have opening for us will be um, Dr. Walt Whitman and the Soul Children of Chicago. They're celebrating 40 years uh, this year of his ministry. And they're going to be opening for us singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. And then they'll go into um, a couple of songs and they'll shut it down and watch the movie. The kids want to see it. Let's sing it together. That is going to be the film that opens the festival. Is that correct? Was well, that yes, a winner? We, uh, no, actually, uh, this will be the first time that this movie is going to be shown. We have uh, mm -hmm. two screenings. Um, one is called uh, The McHenry Trial. Don't judge a kid by their hoodie. Both are short mm -hmm. films. Um, and The McHenry Trial has Loretta Devine in it, along with uh, Ken Sagos and, and, and under his direction, of course. Amazing yeah. movie about a young man that looks to free his father uh, for a crime that he did not commit. And he's then a young, he's a young lawyer, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 16 <laughs> years old, passes the bar and and booyah. He's off and running. Um, <laughs> but he has some obstacles along the way. So that's going to be an amazing movie. But this movie now, uh, The Secret Weapon Yesterday is Today. I'm the editor on the movie. Ken Sago's directed, of course. And uh, Ken Sago, and you know Ken Sago's from Rosewood. He was a big baby. A big baby gonna shoot. Oh. And then he also played in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4. To mm -hmm. his credit, he's the first black man to not be killed in an international film. <laughs> Which is great. In the horror films, we usually yes. are the first to get got. 
Yes, we normally get killed in the international well, films. In the well, horror yeah, films. yeah, until Jordan Peele, but go ahead. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, he um his his vision is real clear on this. This is a movie, um, you know, Roe versus Wade was just overturned. Uh, mm -hmm. Reaganomics overturned many of the civil rights and the voters' rights that we received uh, from Lyndon B. Johnson. People, right. people talk about people talk about Ronald Reagan like he's a hero. Um, I don't want to not or bash Reagan right now, but Reagan was the worst thing that could ever happen to black folk, and and uh and and it's and it's just a true statement. He reversed and and reneged on every single right that belonged to us, and everybody benefited from us except for us, the gay community, um, uh, 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 civil rights for women, if you will. If you're a white woman, you're a minority, and your white husband can sit back while you reap the benefits of his money and develop a corporation and receive the grants and loans and all the stuff that was meant for black people. So white mm -hmm. women benefit way more than us from civil rights than anybody. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not even wow. being mean about it. These are facts and this is the truth. Um, so when you come to a premiere like this, it's more about social awareness, it's more about education, it's more about American history. Um, I think what stands out to me the most about this movie is the young man in the trailer says they've been locked up Leon and he's blind. Yeah. You had a blind man trying to vote who couldn't see the paper. He could write his name, I'm sure. And this is a this is a real character in the civil rights movement. Blind Leon is a real man. One thing that I'll, I'll want to ask about because I'm bringing this up because of what some of these films are dealing with is um, the teachings that are not being allowed in some schools i believe it's kind of restricting the history uh, yep. a good friend of mine started um uh, the 1619 project and he does a he does a portrayal of when exactly african slaves showed up on american shores how important is it for filmmakers to continue to voice the concerns of the african-american the importance of, of uh, what they want to call critical race theory, there is no such thing as critical race theory. There's just no such thing. This is American history. If you can't face yourself in the in the mirror as an American, this is where you'll tell somebody to go back after. I say, well, go back to Europe. If you can't understand what Europeans did to Black folk, go back to Europe where they don't even talk about it, really. Actually, I'm wrong. They talk about it more overseas than they do here. In some instances, you can learn more about uh, the slave trade overseas than you can over here. I had a um, I had a white gentleman. I interviewed the guy that plays um, Bull Connor okay. uh, in this movie. Bull mm -hmm. Connor. There are there are several figures in history that stand out uh, against black people. Bull Connor was one of them. General Lee is another. Mm -hmm. um, the Ku Klux Klan and the National Rifle Association were formed in the exact same year. Uh, people don't put them together, but the reason the NRA is so pro-police is because they are the police. They are the Klan. Uh, you know, whatever. Call it what you want. They are. They're, they're, they're two in one. If you don't understand that history, you won't understand why it's important to take down a Confederate flag. Uh, these are people that overthrew the government. These are people that tried to overthrow the government after an order was... Uh, initiated to end slavery so you still keep your confederate flag up in the name of what 
And if we don't understand that history and you say, oh, it's just a part of our history. Well, I mean, do we keep up nooses? Do we put all this stuff? I mean, you can have your historical facts. Everybody asks black people to forget about it. Oh, that was then. But you never ask people from the Holocaust to forget about their stuff. If people wanted to know more about the Tyler Men Film Festival and to get tickets and how long things are going to be running, where would they go? You know what? Uh, tickets are actually uh, on my website at tylermanfilms.com. And that's T-Y-L-E-R-M-A-N-F-I-L-M-S at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Eventbrite. Same link, same link. So if you go to both sites, we're on Eventbrite, uh, tylermanfilms.eventbrite.com. Um, you know, the beauty of this film festival is that it, it stretches an array of things. I'm dealing with social awareness issues, but I'm also dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm dealing with health. I have a movie called SARS-29 that won um, best uh, uh, storyline. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really about the pandemic. And, and it's almost a profit. It, you know, the movie came out and they were talking about something in the movie that was similar to monkeypox. It makes me think that a time traveler came back and made this movie. And in the movie, they talk about this thing that's similar to monkeypox. And and by the year 2024 and 2029, and they go down this timeline of where America will be. Um, it's a very unique film <laughs> with the storyline. It's almost scary, uh, prophetic in a sense. So I um, I try to provide, Ms. Ryan, I try to provide um, an atmosphere for everybody. Uh, kids as young as four years old will be at this movie. Um, the young man in the in the trailer that got locked up, he uh, he couldn't say freedom. He didn't have his two front teeth. He said Tedum, I want Tedum. Got locked up for Tedum. Okay, <laughs> wow. Freedom. They couldn't wow. say freedom. Kanye West, I remember he said his mother was arrested for the Syrians at, at age six years old. Um, so this is in our lifetime. That's I think that's the reason I want people to come out. Um, yesterday really is today. The summer protest with George Floyd. Uh, this is close and near and dear to me. My nephew um, uh, is Amir Locke, uh, the young gentleman that was killed in Minnesota by a SWAT team. He was asleep on the couch and they oh, burst into the room. Uh, I spoke at his funeral. My wife cut his umbilical cord. His his mother will actually be at the film festival. And uh, she doesn't know this yet. And, and she might see it, might not. But um, I'm going to... Uh, rename one of our awards in honor of the uh amir lock foundation um that's going to be coming soon and uh you know i, I just want to share this with you Ms. val this is important my nephew was killed um and he had a, a saving the youth foundation llc that came out he was killed february 2nd and in the first week of march his llc came out he can't even work the llc so he and had this yeah. happened to this has happened this year oh yeah this happened this year wow this, this year uh if, you, if you're there at the uh fest uh it'll be friday uh we have two showings one at 3 p.m one at 6 p.m and i'll educate the world about that as well um we're going to uh discounts for kids this this is a, a dine-in uh theater uh there will be discounts for kids to eat food so bring y'all you know i think it's like 12 50 and they can have their way <laughs> So, so what time does what time does it start? Uh, three o'clock. So okay. we have three o'clock showing, and then we have a six o'clock showing. We have two different showings. I wanted to know, Andrew, who are some of your sponsors for the film festival? <laughs> All right, I have Home Depot. We have ComEd. 
uh, in urban strategies. Uh, there's an organization called Seed who uh, helps you find jobs and uh, many vendors that we have, uh, Mary Blatt's of Remax Enterprises. And uh, Home Depot is actually giving us uh, all of our prizes. They gave us over $2,000 in prizes this year. Um, we're gonna be raffling them off for uh, two organizations. Uh, one is called Reach out here in Lyle. I go to DuPage AME Church and, and part of our extended program where we feed the community is called Reach. Uh, and then Olivia Drew Cares, you, and that's my daughter actually. Um, uh, uh, Olivia was, she went viral back in 2019. Governor Pritzker came out and visited with us. Um, we were on Good Morning America. And, and uh, she pretty much wanted to answer the question of how do we help the homeless? How do we cover them with these masks? And, um, and she answered that question and, and provided a need for homeless people. Uh, and also for uh, homeless teens that uh, a trash to treasure campaign where uh, the bags, these bags that we have, they, they leave with plastic garbage bags when they graduate. So we provided nylon bags for them that allows them to have some form of dignity when they leave uh, these homeless shelters. Oh. So I thank God for that. Yeah. yeah. And will there be a chance to either meet the actors or the filmmakers? Yes, I'm bringing in shows? four of the, actually, yes, I'm bringing in a director, the producer, and four of the cast members will be coming in. So you guys will get a chance to meet and greet them. They'll be doing a Q and A, uh, question and answers for everyone. Um, it's uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting uh, Mamie King Chalmers and Miss Ruby Shuttlesworth Bester. Okay. I believe that they're going to pro provide a wealth of knowledge uh, for what what we're going through at such a time as this, uh, especially with with rights being reversed and the things going on with uh, Clarence Thomas and his wife and all the you know the the Capitol insurrectionary all of this stuff <laughs> you know it'll it'll tie right into this particular movie because you know truth be told everything that happened back then affects us really right now to this moment it really does mm -hmm. so i um i want people to come out and, and celebrate our uh, unsung heroes but more importantly come out and enjoy the film this is not a it's not a normal film and it's not a uh, an unhappy film this is a triumphant moment in history that, uh, you know, those kids were happy to go to jail. Now, this, this is the interesting part about me learning about these kids. They were in the street, Fred Shuttlesworth organized, and the kids wanted to go to jail. They wanted to pack the jail so much so that you couldn't put them anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And Bull Connor was so nasty and vicious, he said, take them to the fairgrounds and put them in the hog pens. Forget oh. putting them in the, in the uh, locking them up in the, in the studs. Put them in the hog pens. That's how nasty these people were. But, but let me tell you, um, the beauty of a Bull Connor is that he believed what he was doing was right. And that, and that, and I think that's what bothers me about America. You can look at a person in their eye and they will actually believe that it's all right to put kids in a hog pen. He actually believed it was okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm preserving my race. You got to keep your whites and your blacks separate. And, 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 and if they want to pack the jails, fine. I'll make it so difficult for them, I'm going to put them where the pigs are. And it kind of reminded me of the prodigal son in a sense. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I, I just, I find it interesting how people, even officers, you know, I, uh, I got on, I was on WVON and I told the guy, I said, I believe all officers are bad. Now I'm about to start a fight on your show. <laughs> I said, all officers are bad. And he looked at me and said, that can't be true. I said, well, 
It's an organization that was rooted in slave catching, eventually turned into Ku Klux Klan. During the civil rights, you had, uh, uh, and this ties back into the movie, during civil rights, um, you had uh, J. Edgar Hoover and Bull Connor, and you had all these different figures that made it difficult for black people to exist. And what I told him is I said, if you got one, I said, if there's one bad apple, that's that's fine, then we can deal with that. But I asked him, I said, were there any good people in the insurrection? And I paused, I, I paused and I'll ask your audience, were there any good people chanting kill Mike Pence? Were there any good people uh, in the vice lords, the Crips, the disciples, the bloods? So if you're telling me there were no good people there, I'm telling you there are no good officers. I don't care if you join them or not. You're rooted in slavery. And when you put your badge on, you have to take on a spirit that comes along with their supremacy, white supremacy, if I really want to get technical about it. So if you're a black man and you want to do well and you want to do good and you want to join their forces, well, okay. And you go in there to make a difference. They will change you before you change them because they have a spirit that says we would rather die for our causes. We would rather die then relinquish our power to you, little black man. So yeah, come in here with your feel good all you want and we'll even give you a position. We'll make you our token. You'll be token of the day, that's fine with us. Um, did you see out here on the East Coast, the sister that um, became police chief, they fired the, they fired the, uh, all the officers quit. This happened last week. Okay. All the officers quit. Okay. There's a black police chief now and all these white boys quit. And they said, we can't work for her because she's making us do our job. And they all quit, literally. This just happened wow. last week. It was on CNN all over the place. Anytime we're holding you accountable, you want to quit? That's a spirit. <laughs> That's a spirit of white supremacy. I can't believe, really? So her joining that force, sure, it might make a difference. But what I'm saying is, is that how could she ever be good if she has people underneath her that will carry out racist uh, uh, authorities? against black folk and that's what they do so all i'm saying is that the whole organization is corrupt i'm not saying you're not a good person i'm just saying when you put your badge on you be if you with them you one of them same thing with this movie yesterday is today the rights that we lost the rights that we supposedly got where are they how do we benefit from them what are we doing andrew tyler thank yes. you so very much for joining us God bless you. Thank you for having me. So I look forward to working with you again. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. To check out more of the conversation between filmmaker Andrew Tyler and Val The Voice, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony, and Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. 
This episode is brought to you by the Riddles Clean Comedy Virtual Show, featuring hosts Jury O'Neill, Donald Owens Jr., Michael Wombo, and Val the Voice Johnson. To purchase an on-demand ticket, please visit our website, linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia.com.